Join us at the Leaders Conference, hosted by MGMA, powered by you, where top minds gather to accelerate the success of ambulatory care and medical practices. Join us in Nashville, October 22nd through the 25th. Register today at mgma.com slash leaders. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Today, we welcome Jamie Mallinger to the show. Jamie is Vice President and General Manager at Clara. Jamie's here to talk about call volume challenges, workflow automation, and other uh, any other issues he thinks of that he wants to share about helping medical practices. Jamie, welcome to the show. Oh, Daniel, thank you so much for inviting me uh, for you to speak today. Uh, I think what MGMA does for its members uh, is incredible, uh, and it's a great resource for the people that are responsible for making healthcare work. So pleasure to be here. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. I'll pass that along to other MGMA members that you work with. So, um, so let's first just go to the simplest question here. Our audience, many of them may already know Clara, but for the ones that don't, tell us a little bit about Clara, what the company does, and how it can impact practices. Yeah, for sure. So, so Clara, let me just start with Clara was founded really to transform communication in healthcare. So patients can receive great care uh, and most importantly, save time for the people on the front lines of healthcare. Uh, we sort of aspired to be the easy button for healthcare communications. Uh, more specifically, and as it relates to what we're talking about today, uh, Clara solves the phone problem. Uh, so we turn high volume calls into convenient two-way messaging. Uh, but it's a lot more than that. It's it's more than just sending text messages. It automates every key communication point across that patient journey that we talk about so often. Uh, it keeps patient engaged in their healthcare experience, uh, and it saves staff so much time by reducing the number of manual tasks associated with appointments and reminders, uh, reduces data entry, uh, improves the sending of instructions and the consistency of that, and really following up with the patient and all of those elements. So really across that spectrum of the of the healthcare journey is the uh, area that we focus on. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you're vice president and general manager at Clara. What's your day-to-day look like? I know it could probably change day-to-day, but where's your focus? What are the kind of things you're working on? Well, much like in a medical practice, it can change minute to minute, but, uh, but generally it's it's pretty simple, right? So the first thing is that it really to listen to our clients to ensure we know what gets in the way of delivering great care and running a successful medical practice. So that's one. Second thing is ensuring that we have a great set of services that help our customers achieve their goals. So we wanna make sure that we are um, meeting the needs uh, for those practices. And then lastly, it's really to help the amazing team that we have at Clara get the right resources they need to do their job uh, and then importantly, to make sure that we connect with customers often so that our teams can understand the impact that we have on them. And if I do that, then the rest of it takes care of itself. Oh, that's great. Now, we're going to take a deep dive into call volume challenges. We're going to talk about workflow automation. But before we do that, I think it's one of the good things about a uh, podcast. We get to know the guest a little bit. So tell yeah. us about your healthcare journey. What 
we know where you are now, but what all have you been doing up until then? What got you there? Yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit if it's all right uh, yeah. about my professional journey. Uh, not too much, of course, but just a little bit of a professional sure. And then also my personal journey uh, as a son and a husband of healthcare providers and, and, and as a patient, inevitably. So okay. all of those really inform uh, my journey. So at, at the top level, I've spent the last 12 years working in healthcare technology companies, helping those companies better serve their client and improve operations. Um, I'm also connected through healthcare through my father, who is an optometrist, and my wife, who is a clinical psychologist. And I've spent countless hours uh, speaking with medical practice staff and physicians and even executives about the challenges that they have in uh, delivering great care and running a good business. Uh, and I know how busy it gets in a practice and how much harder working efficiently is without the right tools. Uh, as a patient, I've navigated the healthcare system in the U.S. and abroad uh, for myself and my family in both acute and, and non-acute settings. Um, and my experience as a consumer of, of healthcare reinforces what we do at Clara because the best experiences I've had uh, begin and end with clear communication between everyone involved. And when you're able to communicate effectively and efficiently uh, and in the way that you want, it just makes things so much uh, better and easier. Uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was uh, waited on hold, and I'm a little embarrassed to say this quite honestly, for 22 minutes, because I have my watch going. Uh, trying to make an appointment with a new practice that didn't have a digital communication option for new patients. Uh, and if I was sitting there and I had a meeting pop up on my screen, I would have dropped that call right away and I probably would have gone somewhere else. And if it wasn't for a strong recommendation of a friend of mine, I would not have waited uh, on the phone for that practice. And it just reinforces that even in today's world where there's so much opportunity out there so many people are unable uh, to take advantage or have yet to take advantage of the tools. And Clara is a great tool, but there's a lot of other mm -hmm. great solutions out there as well, of course. Um, and uh, I think it just reinforces uh, how important it is to take every opportunity to, to make that healthcare experience better. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And it's just such an interesting aspect that you do provide a service, but then you get to be on the other side of it and see what yeah. it looks like when it doesn't work. And it also speaks to not only to you because you're in this field, but there are other people who are patients who are impatient with the situation because of very rapidly changing consumption uh you know, behaviors that we all have. We're used to getting stuff done now and we do not like being put on hold. I'm speaking for, I think everybody who's yeah. listening and you, obviously I'm singing to the choir here because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, tell us about that. If you don't mind, I, I, I we might not have uh, discussed this in our, our pre-call, but um what is it with these behaviors that just we're not wanting to be put on hold where we want to be uh, delivered the service that we maybe receive in other retail places? We want to get that in our healthcare well, as well and talk about I, that. I think, yeah, I think you hit it right on the head there. I, I think, you know, we are trying to get healthcare, but we experience service environments in so many different areas, other areas of our life 
And that is the gold standard for us. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's not for me personally, it, I do want to make sure that when I want to get something done, I can get it done, but I'm actually okay. As long as I can get my inquiry submitted. And as long as I hear back in a reasonable amount of time, I don't need it, you know, at this second, I just want to okay. make sure that I'm, that I'm uh, connected. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. And for that medical practice, I would be fine taking an entire day to schedule that appointment because sure. I didn't need to be there for a month. Um, but at least I want to make sure I can, uh, when I'm ready to submit my inquiry, that, that I'm able to do that and that the response is waiting for me when I get back. Uh, and, the you know, the dreaded game of phone tag, uh, right. there's nothing more that drives me more crazy than that. So <laughs> I, I think that expectation of consumer uh, and customer, because in, in many regards, I, I sort of view, uh, you know, patients are actually customers. Uh, and so their experience is, is what the level of their expectation is. Okay. Well, we are going to get into call volume challenges. That can be one of the issues associated with longer wait time. So let's talk about that. Let's, uh, share your ideas on some of those pain points and challenges of call volume. And then if you have any steps that practices can take to alleviate some of that pain. Yeah, well, I, I hope I can share some valuable insight in regard to that. So so really what we see is that really practices of all sizes uh, experience call volume challenges. Uh, some of our customers uh, think that uh, call volume is great, is that when the phone is ringing off the hook, they're going to be busier than squirrels, as my father used to say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some negative effects to that. There's long hold times. Uh, there's drop calls, there's interruptions to the person that's standing in front of you because you're on the phone, but you're trying to help solve solve their, uh, their, their problem on the phone as well. Um, and so that's a bad experience for the front desk personnel and it's bad experience for the patient. And so that's a, that's a, that's a double hit because uh, everyone starts getting frustrated. Um, with Clara, we try to uh, find a way and, and the founding principles of the business were to let's find ways to begin to avert the problem in the first place. Uh, and so one of the things that we do is we integrate with a practice phone system and we turn phone calls directly into text messages. So we give people the ability to go from an inbound phone call immediately before talking to somebody into a text dialogue. Uh, and that uh, that's a great uh a technique for making sure you're engaging the patient when they're calling in. And so the best part of that is we have a 84% of our patients utilize these features, which means that they hang up the phone and they go right into messaging. Uh, and it clears the phone lines for those who really need to talk to the practice. Um, and, and particularly for those people that want to talk to somebody live, not everybody does. Uh, some people do, and it, it allows people to segment themselves, if you will. Uh, and that that's that's great. Um, we also, if you want to leave a voicemail, we transcribe that voicemail into a communication thread. So we uh, are able to process that, what we call asynchronously, off time, not real time. Uh, and it enables the, the patient to communicate what they want to communicate via their voice, but we can scan things in text much faster than we can listen to them. And so that really helps us get the information we need in order to better serve them. Uh, and so that, again, that's a, that's another bonus. And then a lot of times we see that calls need to be routed from the front desk to another part within the practice. And 
by taking the call from a voice-based communication to a digital communication and using our tools, we can route those calls to the right department uh, and uh, respond with the right person uh, with the right answer uh, uh, more quickly. And so that's kind of the mindset that we have uh, with, with the way that we begin to break down the quote unquote phone problem. And so, you know, the way that I think about it is that, uh, so what can practices do about the phone problem just at the, at the high, highest level? So the first thing to do is to find ways to avoid getting calls in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what does that mean? It means that uh, you need to have a website with their most critical information that a patient cares about. You know, so you can answer their questions without them even picking up the phone. Uh, Given patients uh, a way to reach you without a phone call, so web messaging or email. And then also, as we were talking about before, if that message comes in, you're actually responding back to them because uh, there's nothing that drives me more crazy uh, than putting in a message and waiting for a day or two to hear back from somebody. And that, that just doesn't work for me personally. So if you're more responsive and you have the tools to do that, you're going to create a better patient experience just on the surface of it. Um, uh, Second thing is, you know, use the tools um, uh, that push communication from voice based, as we talked about before, uh, to to real time text or, or even, you know, off time text where you're able to be responsive. The other thing is just thinking about who is that patient, you know, anticipate what your patients need before they ask for it. You learn over time what you need to communicate. Where's the parking? What are your hours? You know, what do I need to do in advance? And all those things and answering those questions before they ask them or at the right time makes a difference. And then really most fundamentally, and this this may not make intuitive sense, but but I I came out of the, the business of, of communications in consumer products and business-to-business marketing. And really, you need to have a communication vision and strategy for your practice. You need to know what the experience you want to deliver. And then you can figure out how to piece together the right solutions in order to deliver that experience. And so if you have the right vision and strategy for how you want to come across to your patients, then you can select the right tools for the practice, and then you can measure uh, how they're how you're doing in achieving those goals. And so, sorry, that's that's a long-winded answer to your <laughs> question, but it, you know it's really multifaceted, and and it's a it's a wide range of things, starting with the foundational uh, vision for what you want to achieve uh, as a business and as a medical practice to better take care of your staff, uh, and then also your parents, your your patients. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, another major area of the technology side of things at a practice is the overall workflow automation. I know that's something that we had talked about offline. Um, Walk us through a scenario or two, if you want to, about where practices are struggling with workflow automation, maybe where those bottlenecks are occurring and how they can overcome these challenges. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of automation. Uh, And, you know, if you just think about it, you think about how many appointments you have a day, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's 20 or 50 or 100 appointments a day, and just thinking about the repetitive work that your front desk is doing to reach out, remind people of the appointment, send them the paperwork that they need to have to prepare for the visit, um, make sure that you're collecting the information that you need uh, in order to uh, submit their claim you know, or take payment and all those sorts of things. And so 
anything around the appointment is critical and that, um, you know, there's a lot of dialogue that happens with a patient. Just, just count on your finger, the number of touches you need to have before somebody comes in for an appointment while, while they're in the, uh, you know, uh, practice. And then when they leave, there's follow-up communications. And so all of those things that you could just rattle off the top of your head in terms of appointment reminders and form collection and data entry, that is the, that is a great spot for automation to come into play. So any, anytime you do things on a repetitive basis, and there's a common set of rules around how many days before the appointment, what are the specific uh, correlations between what the appointment is and what documentation you need, that's where you can drive a lot of automation. And that's what Clara does. Clara enables you to configure, we call them journeys. So they're healthcare journeys. And you can configure for the appointment type, for the provider, for the practice, specific tempos of communication and sequences that need to happen as you move up to uh, and through and after the appointment. Um, and then also through when you're able to automate and integrate into the practice management uh, system, then you're uploading that data automatically as opposed to needing to rekey it. So in, in my mind, when I think automation, I think efficiency, I think consistency, and I think uh, a lot more work uh, is taken off the plate uh, of the uh, of the of the staff. Yeah. So we've been talking about some of those challenges. Give us some good news then. Give us a success story where you've worked with a practice could be a case study, uh, anything that you want to share with us that can show us what it looks like when it's implemented and and you're having a practice is suddenly having that success. Yeah, well, for sure. We have we've thankfully we have a lot of case studies uh, <laughs> and success stories. Um, there's one customer that we have uh, who's a neurologist, and uh, I think it's probably best just to sort of do a verbatim quote because mm -hmm. I think that really captures uh, what we did. So th this is a, a small practice uh, and they were really just getting started uh, and they were struggling to keep up with the demand. Uh, and so our customer, Fran, said, uh, Clara has been a game changer. I have two staff members who no longer have to focus on appointment prep full time. Now we leverage the, the Clara technology and things are much more efficient and making better use of precious time. Uh, and, the, and the important human uh, resources that we have and the people that we have working. Uh, and so really what she was saying is that when their practice started, um, they just could not keep up with the demand. It was hard for them to hire. There was lots of turnover in the practice. Uh, and with the application of Clara on the front end to uh, reduce the phone work, um, and then also all the automation, it frees up time. Uh, for that staff that you do have, one, to, to make it less stressful for them, uh, and two, in order uh, to give them more time to take care of the uh, patients that are in the, uh, in the practice. Um, and uh, putting a widget on the website, making sure that the phone integration uh, system is working properly, and using the Clara communication tools for automation uh, makes a massive difference for that customer. So that's one example. I was just talking to another customer the other day uh, and they have cut their abandonment rate by something like 80% on, on inbound call abandonment because they now have Clara intercepting all those calls. Um, and that's a huge success story. So those are the things that when you just think about uh, the amount of calls that you can avoid getting, but you're still contact, you're still enabling patients to contact you. 
Um, and then all that backend work uh, that is driving uh, efficiency in the practice. It's it's just making a huge difference to uh, to our customers. Okay. So once you have those systems put in place, what are the KPIs you'd recommend um, that our listeners you know pay attention to? Yeah. Well, uh, KPIs are one of my favorite uh, uh, topics. So KPIs, <laughs> key performance indicators, of, of course. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I have a couple here. Hopefully it's not too many, but these are okay. the things that come to mind for me. So so one is this, what we were just talking about, which was call abandonment rate. So if you have a phone system, which most practices do, you can met, you can look at your reports and see what the call abandonment rate looks like. And so uh, keeping track on what your call abandonment rate is and knowing what that number is. Okay. Um, looking at your staff productivity. So uh, what is it that they are able to get done in the time that they have um, is, is the second thing. Uh, the next one is is patient engagement rate. So this you need to have the right tools for that. But what percentage of your customers are utilizing the tools that you have? As we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, we have an 84% utilization rate of Clara. And so that's, that, that's a great number. And that, that means that when you're investing in whatever tool you have, you're able to see the percentage of patients that are using that tool. And so that's that's critically important. And that's a good uh, indicator of a successful solution. Um, other things that we all try to manage too is your appointment no-show rate. So when you have a good reminder system, you are dropping your no-show rate significantly uh, because people are being reminded of their appointment. They're actually able, the, the best appointment reminder systems are able to, you're able to reschedule your appointments. So making sure that you actually have, um, you know, a low no-show rate. Um, and uh, and then lastly, and I think this is, well, there's probably two more. So one is patient satisfaction. Okay. So I, I'm sure at some point you all have talked about uh, NPS or net promoter score as a, as a key metric. So uh, looking at the patient satisfaction with the solutions that you uh, are using um, we are very lucky at Clara to have an average NPS of 51 from patients. And so that's something that we are incredibly proud of is, and requires a lot of hard work. On the other side of that, and it's related to that, some of that staff productivity metric is what's the overall satisfaction of your staff? So are, is your staff feeling like they have the tools they need to get the work done? Uh, and that may be a, more of a qualitative uh research as opposed to quantitative because your your office may not be that big but but really understanding because that's important to us and and I just think about running a good business is you want to keep your your folks engaged and happy and feeling like they have the resources they need to do the the job that they're doing so okay. hopefully that helps is there anything that comes to mind for you that I didn't say that you that you've been thinking about <laughs> Not from a KPI perspective. You're like the KPI king, so I think. You yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just I'm a little I'm a little passionate about it. I think people look at me sideways sometimes because of that. That is the way that we believe at MGMA that you've got to measure it. You, if it's out there, you have to measure it to see how you're doing, and then the MGMA way through our data is we you can measure your practice against other practices out yeah, there because if you're not measuring. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So measuring is important. Instrumenting right. the business so you know, so it's easy to capture. It doesn't require, you know, uh, moving mountains in order to do that. And then benchmarking how you're doing, uh, not only against what you hope to be doing, what you were doing, and then what others in your same category are doing. So that kind of comparative analysis is is super helpful. It makes you feel like you're making progress. 
right? Because that's what we all want to do. It is. It is. Well, Jamie, I think that's a great way to end this conversation. I want to thank you again. I know we met on a webinar earlier this year. It's great to have you on the podcast. And thanks for sharing this, these insights with us today. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, I hope it was useful for the uh, audience. Uh, if what you're hearing is interesting about Clara, we'd love to hear from you. So, so please go check us out on the web uh, at uh, clara.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you very much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, well, that is going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Business Solutions Podcast. Thanks again to Jamie Malinger, Vice President and General Manager with Clara. And as Jamie was just saying, he was providing uh, where you can uh, connect with him and with the team there at Clara. We're, we're going to provide some other direct links in the episode show notes as well. Uh, so you can get some uh, ideas, better ideas on resources and tools there. So thanks again, everyone, for listening to the MGMA Podcast Network. And we look forward to bringing you another show in a couple of days here. So thanks so much. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.